The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Road to Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson, and I'm so glad you're here with me. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. Now, as you know, on The Road to Rediscovery, we are all about giving you quality content that is of value to you and your personal growth. If you like what you hear on the show and you'd like to support, just visit roadsrediscovery.com slash donate. That's, that's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash donate. We'll even give you a shout out in a future episode. And as always, there is no obligation. We are truly, truly grateful for your listenership. My special guest, let me tell you, before I go into my special guest and what she has to offer, with the, I just want to share, in my view, with the increasing sophistication of social media platforms and tools, the business ownership space has never been more competitive when it comes to having a voice expressing your brand, and quite frankly, just trying to stay relevant, right? My special guest specializes in empowering and supporting business owners in social media management, training, copywriting, and more. Her company, Shine Social, partners with businesses immersing themselves in learning their industry, the client's industry, their brand, and their voice to help develop an online marketing strategy that is effective and gets results. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Beth Brown to the show. Hey, Beth, how are you? Welcome to the show. 
Thank you. I love, I feel like, I feel like such a star. Like I'm walking out on stage with all, all that applause. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. Yeah. Uh, my, my audience back there is, uh, they're very receptive to, uh, to my guests. <laughs> if you can see them. Right. Somewhere. I've made the big time now. That's right. No, you sure, you sure did. No doubt. All right. So, um, can you start by, uh, sharing with us, um, you know, like, uh, what was life like for you growing up? Where are you from? And, um, and, and, you know, were you in a different profession before you decided to start your own business? Oh gosh. Well, yes. Like most people, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, well, if you couldn't tell, first of all, I have a very strong country twang to my voice (laughs) and, uh, but it's not going away. My husband loves it. So I guess I'll keep it. (laughs) I'm from this, the very small community called Golden, and okay. it's in the southeast corner, um, nestled down by Texas and Arkansas, and that's why the accent's so strong, you know, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. Uh, we're just, I'm just a country girl, grew up mm. on a farm, yeah. and uh, right now I live, in, I live in right outside Oklahoma City, so I'm smack dab in the middle of Oklahoma, and mm. a city, a country girl living in the city, so I love it. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, you got your country roots. Um, you're living in Oklahoma. Um, I think we are state neighbors uh, with me living in North Texas, uh, North Dallas. So uh, I've I've only been to Oklahoma a handful of times and uh, I'm, I'm actually 30 miles south of the state line um, near Durant, Oklahoma. Oh, of so, course. Well, yeah. I'm in Southeastern where that's a, a university there at Durant. Oh yeah, nice, nice. I I did not even know that, man. Yeah, small world, isn't it? Well, I went there for to get my basics out okay. of the way, and then I went on to graduate from Oklahoma State University. Mm-hmm. Um, and and here we'll get into the diversity of what I, uh, my background, and uh, mm-hmm. was one of the questions you just asked. And uh, mm-hmm. so I actually have a bachelor of science degree in interior design, and I did that for a little while, and. Um, I did that for a long time, actually, and I waited a long time to have children. But when I started having children is when everything started shifting and changing career wise. Right. And I began I got to stay at home for a while. Very Uh lucky. Uh And uh, wanted always search for something that was family friendly. And um, anyway, that that started my. Uh, I guess they call it multi-passionate now. That's the label that we slap on ourselves when we do a lot of different things and, you know, yeah. can't stick to one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so that's kind of what started that journey mm-hmm. is having children and trying to do things that were very mom-friendly, family-friendly, right. because I adored my children. I loved being a mom. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. No, that's great. So um, there's one thing I, I, I noticed on your website, or 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 maybe yeah, we're connected on Alignable, but uh, e- either either in, in part of your bio or on the company website, um, you mentioned a term which I'll be honest with you that I am I never heard of. I'm, I'm quite new to it, okay. <laughs> but but I like it. Um, the term solopreneur. Yeah. So <laughs> well, it's, it's a common term, you know, uh, yeah. it's older than the multi, the new one called multi-passionate, but yeah, solopreneur. Right. So I just started this on my own, um, mm-hmm. you know, after being a stay at home mom and getting out of the interior design field, I went on to be a te- I've been a teacher, right. Taught right. school. 
Mm-hmm. I've been in the medical field. I have worked as an office administrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, goodness, uh, owned my own business, boutiques. Always wow. had little side hustles going on to make yeah. money and just uh-huh. your overall career person. And um, so within all those jobs, though, they would they would pull me in to do marketing and do the the social media and create flyers and plan events and right. you know just kind of was a natural fit for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, um, you know, and then I've been a single mom. So I briefly mm-hmm. thought about going into the medical field because, you know, that talk about job stability and paying right. well, you know, but that just still wasn't my thing and mm-hmm. uh, found a, a, such a thing on LinkedIn called virtual assistant. And I thought, okay, what is this? This yeah. is like something I would really like to do work from home virtually. I mean, it's something I always look for. And yeah. so I applied to a, a company called Filthy Rich Writer to be a virtual assistant and did not get it. I feel like I failed miserably. Mm. You know, they wanted video interviews and, and uh, submit everything through a video. And yeah. you know, I'm 48 years old. We didn't, <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. And so right. I, didn't, I didn't get the job and Mm-hmm. And but I was like, filthy rich writer. Let me see what they do actually. And mm-hmm. and they had courses on copywriting, which mm-hmm. really intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped all over that and I took the course and fell in love and realized it's things just started. I've just started remembering back to when I was a kid in high school and things I loved to do it was all about marketing. I love magazines. You know, we had right. 17 magazine back then and yep. L and Cosmopolitan, <laughs> and I would just cut it up and create collages and I loved letters and I loved words and I loved graphics. And, mm-hmm. um, I was in honors English, which to me is crazy. That's just crazy. Why would I be in honors English? I didn't even like to write. Oh, <laughs> I dog, y'all I have a dog. Oh, that's um, okay. So I don't even like to write. And yeah. you know, teachers in high school want you to write with all these fluffs, adjectives, adverbs, and make sure that, uh, you know, you have so many pages and so many words. Well, I just wanted to, you know, get straight to the point, tell them what I needed to say and then draw a picture if I needed to. Right. They don't like that stuff. But this is what copywriting is. You know, you're very intentional about your words and you get it straight to the point and Mm -hmm. you don't put a lot of fluff in there. You're, you know, you Mm -hmm. use great words that get your message across and make a converting sale. Right. And then with social media, well, you need that too. You need to be able to write great captions that get to the point. People don't want to spend a lot of time. And then you have a great graphic to go along with it because it stops their scroll. Right. And, uh, so when I didn't get this job and I took some more courses and I thought, well, I'm just going to do this myself. Here we come with a solopreneur. Um, I just did. I just yeah. jumped it, put myself out there with this virtual assistant. In fact, my company was called Shine Virtual Co. or something like that in the beginning, but my clients wanted social media management. And I thought, okay, well, only, only platform I was on at that time was Facebook. And I really didn't like Facebook, right? but, um, they needed it and I understood why they needed it. And so I said, let me, let's do it. And I learned how I taught myself how to get on Instagram and fell in love. Oh my gosh. And my Mm -hmm. eyes were opened and it's just been a great fit for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a knack that I have. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, those of us who finally find our purpose, that's what it is. You, it's, it's just so natural and it comes easy and naturally it's your God given gift. 
Gotcha. I oh, hate that. that I waited till I was 48 to find it. <laughs> I'm glad I did. Not all of us always find it, you know. No, that's so true. And and as the old adage says, you know, it's never too late. So uh, no, never. No, no. so never. so Beth, that is absolutely that's absolutely awesome. So um when it comes to writing copy, uh, you have a passion for writing, I can tell. Um, when it comes to writing copy, is it is it safe to say that part of creating social media content involves copywriting? Oh, absolutely. I can't yeah. imagine not using those copywriting skills to write captions. Yes, you know? absolutely. And I'm really big on story brand, and that's a mm -hmm. whole other kind of technique in itself you know you've got yeah. to really you know i like to say if it if you're if it doesn't stop the scroll mm -hmm. then your caption can't reach the soul you've got to have a good picture to stop the scroll and then you have to have a great caption that reaches that soul and hits that heart yeah. and uh and people need to you know you need to write in such a way that it is under easily understood by people right and uh you know, you, you can't just be generic about what you're writing. You have to feel it. Mm -hmm. And, um, because people tell, you can't be fake about it. People can tell no. when you're being salesy and fake and it just yeah. feels icky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It no is. One wants, <laughs> no one wants to be sold to, but everybody wants to buy. Right. Yeah, that's right. And, and a hundred percent, you know, um, uh, it, it's, it sounds like there's a fine line or a balance you have to strike between brevity being to the point and brief yet understandable right so yes yeah yeah so so that i find that fascinating and and i'll tell you why because ever since i was a kid <laughs> i've been very wordy and my father years ago would tell me man why does it take you so many words to answer a question blah 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 and you know i'm just like Hey, I just want to make sure they understand where I'm coming from and what I'm saying. He's like, you right. can get the same point across in less words, you know. And 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 so for me, and I know it's a development item for me, right? And 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 I try, and I'm conscious about it, and I try to work on it every single day. Um, but uh, in in what you do with copywriting, um, it, it sounds like you have it down to an art, an art. It's so, an art. It's yeah. An for me, I mean, it's just, it's what I love and I'm always wanting to do better. And I'm yeah. always trying to learn and relearn and read the book again and, and just keep one. I know I missed something before, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I'm not going to write a book. You're not going to see me write no. a book. It's people <laughs> you that are writing the books, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there goes my, I'm sorry, there goes my dog again. I'm oh, sorry. that's quite all right. I, I, I have one. <laughs> so is mine. I'm surprised she hasn't started up yet. So so it's only a matter of time for uh, for sure. So not a problem at all. So, so Beth, um, let me ask you, how far of a stretch was it for you to adapt, um, to adapt uh, copywriting, marketing uh, principles and concepts from a non-social media space to the social media space because i have to commend you for listening to the voice of your customer where your clients were saying you know they want social media management and obviously you had to make a pivot to include that into your toolbox how far of a stretch was it to go from one side to the other 
It wasn't all because I, when I, you know, I started with the copywriting path right. and I really thought I'd be writing email funnels for skincare or something. Yeah. But my first client, okay, y'all, this is crazy. Um, and I was so, I needed a client so bad. So I'm, I, now I'm a little bit more selective, you know, I want to make sure we're aligned and have, yeah. can communicate well, but yeah. my very first client, it was a sexual psychotherapist. Oh my. Right. And she asked me, she's like, do you think you'll, you'll be able to, since you're, you know, she was in a whole nother state and considered herself on the liberal side. <laughs> and um, I just consider myself in the middle of the road kind of, but she, yeah. I guess she knew knowing that I was from Oklahoma, was like, do you think you can write what I need you to write? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, there's only one way to find out and I'll, let's just do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Of course we had some communication breakdowns and I just couldn't yeah. ever, you know, um, my second client was a boutique owner and she needed mm -hmm. to pivot from having a brick and mortar to be in online sales. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, it just, I had these two very different clients to start out with and yeah. uh, had to figure out how I could get people to click on that post, you yeah. know, it's as yeah. easy as it seems. And so, I mean, I was determined and, mm -hmm. um, and I, we just, you know, and it just all went from there and gotcha. anyway, now, yeah. I, now I am a little bit more selective and careful about who I work with and, and I want to make sure I can help them and that, that, uh, we are a good fit because, you know, I don't yeah. like to fail. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't either. And, and, you know, who, who, who likes to fail? I mean, other than, the fact that, you know, it's a learning opportunity, it's a, it's a learning lesson, you know, as long as you stay the course, um, you know, uh, failing, we prefer to go the other direction, right, and succeed. So, uh, yeah, and it leads to success. I believe that, you know, so. Uh, I mean, you can't experience happiness without the, the sad and you right. can't experience success without the failure. So, I yep. mean, Absolutely. you've got to have that attitude of mm -hmm. every fail is a lesson learned yes and it's just gonna make you better yes oh no a hundred percent yeah i mean it builds character and uh and and there's a lot to be grasped out of that and i know you've had your fair share of challenges when it comes to the the nature of work that that you do okay um like I mentioned in the introduction, right, the sophistication, the increasing sophistication of uh, technology and social media uh, continues to grow, you know, um, from additional social platforms to mobile versions of those platforms to um, to just just different ways that people communicate and interact and so forth. Um, let me ask you, what kind of how challenging has it been for your company in staying up to date and afloat on just the latest trends, the latest uh, platforms? Uh, uh, it's an ever-changing world. So uh, how challenging is that for, for your company? Oh, man, it's to me, it's, it, I see the challenge and I accept. You yeah. know, there's, you can't do everything. Right. You need to focus on what you do well. And, you know, when when Instagram recently uh, started changing the hashtags yeah. or, 
you know, from you can't put hashtags in the comments anymore. You have to put them in the captions. And then mm -hmm. you only need to go from five to 15 instead mm -hmm. of the 30 that they allow. And, mm -hmm. you know, then we had the Facebook blackout day, you know, a few months ago. And everyone's like, oh, social media is over. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and, you know, really social media is not ever going away. No. Uh, it's going to change. Yep. And, um, and just like Instagram, yeah, they make changes. You stick with the ones that uh, are really are really going to affect you, and the other ones, you know, if they're not going to affect you that much, then why stress over it? Yeah, um, they yeah. give you thirty hashtags for a reason. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They didn't cut it down to fifteen. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and you don't have to use all thirty, but you know what I'm right. saying. Just, oh yeah. You, if they said don't put in the caption content, put in the caption. I'll put in the caption, but do you think I stopped, just stopped using my 30? No. Nope. I'm like, I'm going to take advantage. They give us 30. I'm going to use 30. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's a, I think for me and all my industry friends, we talk a lot, you know, in social mm -hmm. media. Mm -hmm. um, we basically kind of do it the same way. We don't, we don't worry about some things and other things we like Ugh, another change, but we do it. Right. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge that you accept. Exactly. We just yeah. keep going and rolling and yeah. Uh and just keep making people happy. And you know, sometimes the algorithm one week our hashtags aren't being seen and the next week it's going crazy again. So you right. don't stress out. You just go up and down and you just keep staying constant. Uh, I, I got you. And I have a, I have a question that I want to ask you regarding that. But first, I wanted to uh, to just run by you your thoughts on the term social media. Right. I don't think that was a common household term, um, social media. 30 right. years ago or even 40 <laughs> years ago, right? Well, heck, we didn't have cell phones. So. No, we didn't. But I want to ask you. Did social media exist back then? And if so, in what way, what form do you think? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, I'd have to look at it as, uh, well, yeah, I mean, we had phones, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think back when I'm, you know, I'm aging myself tremendously here. <laughs> but, you know, we had phones and yeah. we had the uh you know, what is it? Three-way calling. And then you had the party lines. Party and, lines. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then you had radio where on yep. Friday nights you could do, uh, what was it when they could, uh, dedication nights. Yeah. Dedication or be the 10th caller and win tickets. Right. And things like I that. mean, yeah. there was always people, my God, I'm sorry about my dog. No, that's uh, okay. The, uh, the, there was always people were looking for new ways to get their message out to each right. other. Right. and communicate other than seeing each other in person. Yes. So those two ways, I mean, were big. I didn't get my cell phone until I was graduating high school and it was a bag phone with a little antenna stuck to my car. I remember those. I used oh, to have one. <laughs> I know. We barely had working computers back then, if you think about it. And Very the internet true. was so slow. Yes. I mean, yes. today, if, we, if our internet did that, we would just be, all be like, oh my God, we're dying. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, having that type of um, lag in performance is, uh, 
is really not tolerated these days, right? Uh, no, and, and that's why it's so quick. Everybody's attention span. We got to keep moving, keep moving. You have seven seconds for to make an impression on social media. Right. And even on websites, you've got to now it's even more so where the website is very minimal on your copy. And you got to have everything in that top screen. Uh, you know, right. and then the further you scroll down, the less interested they become. So you've got to make sure you've got your call to actions in there and those buttons to push to schedule with you. And yeah, yeah. you know, it's got to be, you've got to be very intentional about your words because mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. don't want any, you know, kind of BS on that kind of stuff. No, no, they don't at all. And, you know, I, I kind of equate it to. I'm dating myself now. This, <laughs> I, I, I had a job many years ago in, um, in the merchandising department of a um, drugstore chain. Uh -huh. and, and, uh, and in the merchandising department, you know, I, I put together what's called planograms. And planograms were for different departments, right? For like bath, um, health and beauty aids, um, eye care. You know all these different different um, sections within the uh, the um, within the drugstore. Uh, part of the strategy was the big bangers that turned over more and more sales were the ones that were at eye level. You know, right? And and so you know people are in a hurry, and so you know they look at stuff that's at the at eye level. And the, that gets the grab more often than say something that's like um, six inches above the floor on the on the bottom shelf, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, so that is that kind of similar to um, that eye level uh, first top half of the website homepage, or? Yeah, I mean, you've uh, yeah. got to, you've got to really make people have got to get what you do right yeah. there. I mean, if they don't, if they're confused and mm -hmm. they don't understand what you offer, mm -hmm. then they're probably not going to stick around long on your website to see what else you got. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's where you put what you do and state it very clearly. Yeah. You don't have to be all fancy with your words and <laughs> cute and everything. I mean, yeah. people don't want to be confused. No, no, not at all. And so that's go time for Mr. Business Owner or Ms. Business Owner to say who they are and what they're about, be brief, be to the point, but clear, right? Right. And then tell people yeah. how to work with you. I mean, there's, yes. there's all kinds of stuff, you know, steps I go through on like writing copy for a website, but sure. You know, it's just, it's just so important now these days to make sure that people don't have to spend as many calories, you know, trying to figure it out. They don't want to. No, no, you're right. They don't. And so, uh, leads me to another question. Um, regarding this i don't want to call it instant gratification but that attention span gets shorter and shorter and shorter over time i know uh, you know and so i i want to i want to know your thoughts um has has social media contributed uh or been uh, or played a big part in the reduction of 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 people's uh attention spans or was this something that society was like moving in that direction, regardless of social media being involved? Oh, I mean, I think it's always been. Yeah. Way. It's been a gradual move just because technology gets smarter. Technology, and, convenience. 
yeah. convenience. I mean, yeah. imagine having to walk to town instead of riding a horse. You know, right, right. Town, you're going to notice all the pebbles and quartz in the road, and you're going yep. to snake slither or lizard or <laughs> you know. That's right. I mean, there's no telling what, or you might hear a tree fall in the forest, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you got the horses. You get on the horses, and you're noticing less. And then from horses, you've got you know cars, and you're noticing yeah. even less than that because you're you know driving yeah. a car. So yeah. now that we have cell phones, mm -hmm. um, it, it's just everything's it's just everything's become more convenient, more convenient, more convenient. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know how much more convenient we can get. I'm sure we can. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's be I, fun. Maybe no. I'll be retired by then. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'll be retired by then. You know, um, uh, 10 years ago, I would have never, never even fathomed the thought of, um, uh, I forget what they call it, parking spot delivery, on-site oh, delivery, right? you know? Yeah, like at Walmart when you pull up to the parking spot. Exactly. And, and or even they, they Uber or even yeah. you know, the shit stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. I've taken advantage of it for sure during COVID. But Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dang, I mean, it's amazing the things that people have pivoted to and come up with. Yeah, convenience, right? I mean, right. Yeah, and 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 even as early, like you said, Uber. Even as early as for me, my introduction to Uber came in 2015, no, 2014. And so um, I was thinking, my goodness, you know, um, someone told me about this service called Uber. Yeah, you download the app and put your credit card to it, and there's a GPS that says who's in the area, and they pick you up, and blah blah blah. And I'm thinking. This is mind blowing. Now people are considering doing this when when 10 years ago they wouldn't get in a car with a stranger, right? No. I mean, you'd have to have a yellow vehicle with the checkers going across the front uh, on the side in order to, you know, consider getting into that vehicle, a taxi cab. But oh, God. well, I may yeah. make make some people mad with this one, but um, <laughs> I have a teenage daughter who can't drive yet. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know if she has friends that whose parents will Uber them around so they don't have to take them? What? And I'm like, I, I draw the line. Yeah. I draw the line. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'll never say never because I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to put that on myself. But right, right. I, I just draw the line there. I'm not going to. I just don't. I don't want to have to ever Uber my daughter anywhere because no. I can't do it or I'm just that desperate because I don't feel like it or. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's you just mentioning that Beth is the first time I've ever heard of that happening. That is, that's mind blowing. I mean, know? why not just say, no, you can't go. Yeah. <laughs> just say, yeah, no, you can't go. You know, I, I mean, like it now, so no, I'm not going <laughs> to take you and you're just going to stay home. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's life, right? You have your whole life ahead of you. They'll be just fine. I, I'm sorry. I'm a bit old school about it, but <laughs> <laughs> and I can't hardly stand. I mean, the other thing, you know, talking about this kind of, we can get back on, we're all completely off track. That's but, okay. That's all right. You know, uh, we live 20 miles or from the nearest Chick-fil-A, say, yeah, 15, yeah. whatever. Uh -huh. um, I'm not about to have Grubhub or somebody bring me Chick-fil-A and spend no. 10 or $15 over what you, I just, oh my goodness, y'all. Yeah. For delivery, <laughs> right? I mean, for, for living this that, is that far away from it. This self coming out now. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> nope, that's quite all right. Nope, that's quite all right. I, uh, 
Yeah, I I mean, I love the conveniences. I love the different types of services. You know, I don't take advantage of all of them, but um, there are some that, you know, I just have to draw the line at as well. So I'm uh, I'm right there in lockstep with you, Beth. Um, I wanted to just also wanted to see what your thoughts are when it comes to trends or attracting consumers. Um, you know, what? What drives the trends and what drives the appeal and the attraction for consumers? Is it the latest tech gadget? Is it, uh, is it the way a company brands themselves? Uh, is it clickbait? I don't know. I mean, but, but right. do businesses have the capability? Do they have the capability of, of help driving that trend if they have a solid branding and marketing strategy? Oh, I'm sure they do. I mean, okay. I, I guess, you know, I've seen the clickbait stuff and the kind of tricky ways of pe getting people to sign up for an email list. And that's just yeah. it all. I, I can't, I can't, yeah. if it feels icky, I can't do it. Yeah, um, I agree. I, but, I, I, uh, I, you know, one of the, I think what's trending now as far as growing businesses is that um, it's relationship building and mm -hmm. Alignable is really good at this. Mm -hmm. Here's my plug for Alignable, right? All right. I, I'm a fan of Alignable. It's mm -hmm. my, it's my, it's my main platform right now. And I'm on all of them about, um, wow. but I'm getting the biggest ROI on Alignable. Yeah. That's why yeah. all of my, right now I look at my calendar Everyone that has contacted me for discovery call or new client thing um, meeting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. has been from Alignable. And mm. this is why, because people are sick of being sold to. Yep. They, they still want to buy. They still yep. know how to buy, mm -hmm. but they want a relationship first. They want to, they want to know that you're not going to take advantage of them. They want to know that you're authentic and that you've right. got their back. Right. And, you know, I'd much rather spend, $20 with this person if I felt like I trusted them rather yeah. than spend $10 with this person who had some kind of great branding or whatever, something flashy yeah. going on. Right. I mean, I think that's the trend right now. And it's, you know, I call it, I like to call it referral ships, building referral ships. Gotcha. You know, I want to know what you do. Yeah. I don't want to have to sell myself. I just right. about what you do. And then people yeah. that hear about what I do and they were like, oh, I really like you because of who you are, the person you are. They like you because of the person you are. Then they're like, well, who do I know that you need to know that needs your business? Maybe it's yes. me, but yes. maybe somebody my friends that do. I see. Yes. No, that's absolutely right. Right. I mean, it, it's not, it's not talking to your blue in the face to a prospective client about what you can do, you know, the, right. the the authenticity comes in when you're connecting and building relationships and and you are listening to the needs of the prospective client you know you you're letting them know that they matter when you are active listening and getting getting an understanding of what their needs are what their challenges are you know and and, and just organically it builds yeah. Right. I mean, you have to solve their problem that you have to understand yeah. what their problems are right? so that you can say, Hey, I have the solution for you. Yes. And, and, you know, and this is what this work, you know, I have the solution. This is how you work with me. 
um, feel free to call me, you know, yes. it's all about making that relationship first and yes. then going further from there. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I thought I've heard the same thing when it came to social media, because I know, well, you know, back in the, back in the older days before social media, before the internet, you know, it was about making relationships, but they also talked about the importance of got to get the sale, got to get the sale, got to get the sale. And and now I see yeah. a shift where it's less of got to get the sale, got to get the sale to more of connecting with people, establishing relationships. And and, and I like that, right? Because uh, yes. yeah, if we go old school, the number one best marketing tool, at least from what I read, and please call me out if this is inaccurate, word of mouth is the number one marketing type when it comes to getting a business. It oh, goes yes, a long way. I mean, yeah. well, some people are so big, they don't need it like, you know, Nike or something, but. Oh, well, sure. It uh, sells himself right, right. at but that for, size. For but yeah. the majority of us, word of mouth is mm -hmm. it. Yes. You know, some, you know, I love to refer people when I know they're great and mm -hmm. uh, are a good fit. And then mm -hmm. I love to get referrals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I've, I've seen on your, on your profile page on Alignable, you, you have, you have a lot of referrals and I wanted to also ask you about that. Um, your, your referrals are very genuine They're I mean, they talk about your authenticity. They talk about, um, you know, your knowledge of the industry and 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 they it also they also refer to you know your attentiveness in 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 understanding the needs you know their needs the the person referring you. Um, what do you think? I mean, like you said, you you know you, you come from the south and and you have you have this dialect you know, uh, and and uh, do you think especially when it comes to a lot of the other companies? Uh, let's say older businesses or businesses where um, the, the owners are of a generation that um, that really aren't into this tech stuff, but they know they have to have a presence somewhere to, you know, to 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 keep business going. Um, and and you help you help out you help out those business owners. Um, um, do 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 you help simplify uh, social media and social media marketing for for those types of businesses? I, I hope. I hope that oh my makes gosh, sense. absolutely. Because, you know, not uh, social, I mean, like with any industry, you have mm -hmm. to, if you don't go get a degree in it, like a doctor or something, <laughs> yeah. then you, you're, you've got to you've learned how to do it. And so mm -hmm. uh, it's easier when you love it and I love it and not, and not everybody loves it, which I don't get. Why doesn't everybody love it? <laughs> right. I mean, I don't understand, but they don't and that's yeah. okay. Uh -huh. And that's the people I help. Or uh, mm -hmm. the people who don't love it, and mm -hmm. um, and I do. So, uh, you know, I just yeah. uh, so you don't have to be on social media, um, but this is the way I explain social media: is if you have a business, social media is like your storefront, and people will walk by like they're shopping on social media and look in your storefront to see what you offer. Right. That's where they first get an idea of whether or not they, they like what you have or, you mm -hmm. know, what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. Then that's when they decide if they're going to come in and shop or not. So social right. media solves that problem. It's mm -hmm. your storefront. It's got to show value. Um, you have to kind of give your personal.
personality and the things you like, and you have to be authentic. Yes. Uh, it's not a, you know, so it's all about value. Right. There's no fake stuff going on there. I mean, there's a, there, people say social media is fake, but I think, I think that's why I like it for business. And mm -hmm. I don't really use it much for personal stuff because I don't want people all in my business, you know, knowing all yeah. my personal things. No, but for I, business, it's fun. Mm -hmm. You know, think about how you shop for things, you know, uh, you get on social media and kind of look whatever platform you like and look for right. that business to see what they have before you kind of go further. Then from there, you might go to their website, especially if they're not local. Right. And that's where the conversion happens. Um, okay. I don't make, too, I mean, I'm service based, so I don't make a lot of sales on social media. It's after right. they see me on social media, then we connect. They might go to my website. They might schedule with me. And that's after, that's when the sale is made, when we have a one-on-one -on -one connection. But right. they had to go to social media to see me first. Right. The social media is what helped connect the two of you. And right. it's what you provide outside of that. Um, but at the same time, using that <laughs> for their business, right. um, where, where that sale comes in, right? So, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and then even if, even if you have a brick and mortar, like, you know, you, you still need a presence. People go to social media to see if you're there. If you're not there, they even wonder, you know, like, well, what kind of business are you if you're not on social media? Right. right. Um, and if you haven't been posting on a, for a while, you have some old posts, they're wondering mm -hmm. if you're still in business mm -hmm. because you haven't posted in forever. So you don't, I mean, for a lot of businesses, you don't have to post every day, just stay consistent. Right. And right. But for some product-based businesses who get 98% of their sales from online sales, you know, that's a whole different story. They post yes. every hour on the hour. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm. there's all kinds of strategies, different types of strategy, and it's all very customized to whatever kind of business you have. I got you. So if um, most businesses obviously um, have the objective of getting a revenue, right? Um, right. Getting, yeah. Um, and uh, in sales, um, they have a product or service. Um, in a lot of cases, um, the website or web presence or social media profile um, is just a channel to get to that brick and mortar, like you mentioned earlier. In other cases, it that is the only presence online. Right. Um, now, what about what about people who? I guess they're business owners, but they don't use they don't use the web for generating the sales, but they want to use it for information. They want to uh, draw visits. They want right. to people to hear their message. You know, is there a different strategy that's required for getting the attention of of people um, if, if that's your objective versus right. sales yeah, revenue? You you're going to have different, it depends on your goal for social media. What do you want right. it to do for you? Right. Um, if it's to generate a following, um, that's one goal. If it's to get more hits on your website so that people make more sales with you, that's a different yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for some people that are just trying to, well, let's see, I have a, you know, maybe a friend who has a podcast and I'm not talking about you. You're one with podcast. <laughs> But I do have another friend that has a podcast. Yeah. We do her social media. Um, she doesn't have any products and she sort of has a service. It's kind of different. Okay. But social media is very important to her because it, it brings more awareness yes. 
to what she's trying to promote, which is healthier living. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about green living and, mm-hmm. and um, energy uh, 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 savings and sure. cleaner air. So, yeah. she, you know, do, using low VOC paints, she's all about educating people mm-hmm. and she's not selling a product. She's just wanting to educate people. So all right. of our, you know, social media for her is about spreading awareness and educating her following and talk about a niche market. Um, yeah, it's been a slow growth, but that's, that's how it is with organic social media. It's yeah. worth it because you have more quality followers and engagement, but it's not fast. Um, yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint for sure. But we share her podcast, you know, mm-hmm. she has an email funnel there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a lot of different ways, but social media for her is to build awareness about what she does so that she can go in and maybe do workshops with realtors or, uh, I don't know. She's, it's, it's all about educating her stuff. So yeah, there's a go for everybody and you just have to see the value in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you specialize in conveying that value, you know, for your clients and, and and, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't do Facebook ads, but I do have a person on my team that does. And so gotcha. Facebook ads aren't for everybody, but they mm-hmm. can definitely be helpful in certain cases. So, sure. you know, it's just you have to just be very careful. You might think, oh, well, let me go boost this post. Um, not a good idea. <sighs> no, <laughs> but I'm going to get you what you want. Uh, you know, you've got to have these other things in place first. So it's all a matter of educating yourself and making sure that you understand what you want from social media and how you want it to work for you. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Wow. Well, Beth, as we start to wrap this up, I wanted to ask you, um, in your journey so far from all the small businesses that you've uh, uh, explored uh, prior to uh, Social Shine to now having the business and the, you know, the, the emergence of the Internet and social media the advancement of platforms and technology and all this part of your journey, you know, what is one key thing that you've learned about yourself that, uh, that has really changed the game in your journey so far? Well, um, you know, I used to beat myself up for having such a diverse background. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't stick with one, one thing for longer than two years. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Why? you know, it's just, it just seemed like such a negative trait. Yeah. And, um, you know, yes, I finally found my thing, but you know, the, the blessing behind it all is that because of these diverse things I've done, I mean, in the medical field, I would never have been able to write copy for a physician or, yeah. um, any kind of person in the medical field without having the background. And actually, right. you know, I give did flu injections. I drew blood. I, you mm-hmm. know, I, oh my, I took X-rays of people and worked at a cardio cardiologist office every Wednesday for a year. Yeah, um, and it was a float position, and and I saw so in diff- a lot of different clinics. And I man, mm-hmm. I just just absorbed that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Owning my own business, how could I help a business owner if I haven't ever owned my own business? That's right. How could yep. I have, um, how could I be writing for, um, people that are going through divorce if I hadn't been divorced myself? Right. 
how could I write about all these diverse things if I hadn't yeah. had such a diverse background? So true. And, 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 you know, the, the, the ironic thing, and to me, that's part of the beauty of this, right. As it unfolds is at the time you're going through each of those chapters or seasons in your journey, you don't know in what way or what capacity it will serve years down the line when you are in a new season, a new chapter, but it all plays a part, right? Right. It all works together. And yeah. And that's why, yeah, I mean, we didn't even get into um, the worst part of my story, which I thought we'd be sharing, but that's okay. It's never easy to tell my story sometimes mm-hmm. when I went mm-hmm. through to get to where I am. But, um, you know, yeah. that's why it's called Shine Social Codes, because I chose joy. I chose to heal. I chose to shine and mm-hmm. let, you know, Jesus' light shine through me mm-hmm. so that other people who saw me could say, well, she overcame yeah. I this too. And yeah. then it's become even bigger than that. You know, I, I help people shine their light online. I help their businesses and their, 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 these other solopreneurs, and these other people working hard in their businesses to, to take my gift that I've been given to work for them so that they're shining here. Yes. They're building. So it's just, it's a beautiful thing how we help one another. And when you, when you find the right people yeah, to pull in and help you grow your business, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and as you're saying this, Beth, I, I'm feeling the feeling I'm getting from you, the vibe I'm getting from you is joy. Yay. You know, and, 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 and that's beautiful and it's infectious, right? It is. I mean, you have yeah. to choose joy. Well, you don't have to. But it's it's a smart thing if you choose joy for real. Yes. Yeah, because either let what happens to us mm-hmm. bring us down. Yep. Or we can let it mold us and and make us stronger and uh, help other people. That's right. Which you are doing tenfold. So um, that brings us to my next question, my last question, and how can the listeners? learn more about you and connect with you and maybe even, you know, set up a business discovery session. Yeah, of course. So I'm on all the platforms, Facebook, okay. Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter because I have clients on Twitter and I had to learn how it worked. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been joining Twitter. Actually, I haven't been on very long, but um, it's shine social co on all the platforms. Social okay. Social co. And then, of course, last but not least, is my favorite. And the way you and I connected was on Alignable. Yes. And so if if they don't have a preference, if they're not like Instagram people or Facebook people, come join us on Alignable. You'll be yes. glad you did. I'll be happy to help you navigate that platform. I'm telling you, it's my number one platform. And it's becoming a lot of other people's, too. So just join me at Alignable. Search me up, Beth Brown, Shine Social Co. And co- let's connect. And uh that's all it takes is a connection on Alignable. Wonderful. Yeah, we're going to have direct links to your social mediums and your website uh, on the episode show notes so people can directly click those links, access, you know, and learn more about you while listening to this awesome conversation. And that's so hard because I really want to bring the the thing back to you. Well, Aubrey, mm-hmm. tell me about you. Tell me how we get in touch with you. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I know we are going to have a conversation, uh, you know, a few days from now, and um, I'm very, very thrilled and excited to tell you a little bit more about me and about my mission and and my hopes and dreams, um, you know, for what we're doing here. And, uh, you know, one thing I will say is, you know, there's tons of podcasts out there, tons, yeah. and there's tons of podcasts out there about self-improvement, self-development. And, you know, um, I, I'm just a drop in the bucket. I, I'm just, I'm just one person who wants to contribute to that movement. Right. right. Um, there's a lot of fake news out there in the world. There's a lot of catfishing. There's a lot of spamming. There's a lot of scamming. And, 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 and it seems to, it seems to have the potential to overwhelm the good that we get out of social media, like <laughs> connections. Right. I mean, I've, I, I, you are my 12th interview since I've joined Alignable from Alignable and I, I run all these different metrics and reports of where I get my, my, um, my guests from. Mm-hmm. And some are from Twitter, some are from, um, you know, just different platforms. And I've gotten 12 in the short period of time. I've been premium on Alignable. So to me, that says a lot. And like you mentioned, you know, it, it's, it's, it's growing in my world to be one of the top platforms where I interact with people. Right. I, it's it's yeah. and, and the quality of business owners there. I mean, there's still a few that yes. don't get it, but right. we're going to convert them. And somehow to oh, yeah. build a referral ship. Yeah, yeah. No, we sure will. We sure will. And uh, hey, by the way, I'm going to connect with you on uh, other social mediums as well. I, I don't think I'm connected to you or follow you on Instagram, but I'm going to make sure and do that. And uh, and and you know, I just love to see some of the cool stuff your company is uh, is, is 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 doing for business owners. Yeah, we we really have. We I mean, we love it. Couldn't do it if we didn't. Nope, that's true. That's true, and it shows in uh, in in just how how you speak. It shows in how you're expressing, you know, your own journey and how you express um, the sentiments of of the clients and 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 just describing what you do. I can tell that you love it for sure. Beth Brown, thanks once again for coming on the show. Um, I I. I want us to stay in touch. I know we will. We have a conversation scheduled a few days from now, but beyond that, let's continue to stay in touch. Love to have you come back on the show some months down the line to um, share any updates with the listeners. Yeah. Thank you, Aubrey. I'll be sending some more podcast people your way, hopefully. Oh yeah, please do. Yeah. That would be awesome. Awesome. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And furthermore, if you have a loved one or a colleague Coworker, friend, um, who seems to be just down and out, deep in despair, dark days, um, unsure where to turn, unsure where to get guidance or direction. I humbly ask that you please share this podcast with them because on the roads rediscovery, there are two things we want our listeners to know. Number one, you're not alone, and number two there is always hope. The Road to Rediscovery, it's a movement, revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. 
We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.